0: Welcome to News Kids, I'm Rose and I'm Zara and together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. This week we're talking about the first Emirati astronaut in space. Why people are saying that President Trump should be impeached. And what that means, the verdict from the Supreme Court on prorogation, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's tour of Africa, the collapse of travel company Thomas Cook, and why everyone is talking about Greta Thunberg again. Let's start with a different story this week. As we live in Dubai, I loved reading about the first Emirati astronaut to join the International Space Station. Did you follow that story? Of course Rose, I've been living in the UAE for the majority of my life so I'm very excited about the first Emirati astronaut in space. Earlier this week, Hazar al-Mansouri made history by becoming the first Emirati to go on a mission into space and the first Arab astronaut to travel the International Space Station, the ISS. Hazar al-Mansouri is a 35-year-old former pilot In 2017, the ruler of Dubai and Prime Minister of the UAE, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid al-Maktoum, asked young Emiratis to register for the UAE Astronaut Program. More than 4,000 people applied and out of those two were selected Hazar and another man called Sultan al-Nayyadi who would go if, for any reason, Hazar was not able to. As this was a joint mission between the UAE and Russia, both had and Sultan had to do most of their training at a training centre in Moscow, which meant that they had to learn how to speak Russian. Last Wednesday, after months of very tough training, Hazel Mansouri blasted off from the Baikonur Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan in a Russian spacecraft. He will be spending eight days on board the ISS carrying out scientific experiments designed by UAE school students selected from a science and space competition. Back on Earth... Those students will also conduct those same experiments to compare the results with those done in space. Hazar has been allowed to take 10 kilograms of luggage and has taken several UAE flags and coats of arms, which will later be placed in museums once he returns home. He has also taken 30 seeds from the al tree, which is the UAE's national tree, and these seeds will be planted when he returns home. I'm really looking forward to learning more about his trip when he is back and I hope they all have a successful and safe space mission. Wow that is amazing. Well done Hazard and the UAE. Would you like to go to space Rose? No, I wouldn't. Because space has no gravity, there's always the chance for you getting lost in the atmosphere of space. And then you just go floaty, floaty, floaty for the whole of your entire life until you die. Well, I would like to go to space because think how cool it must be blasting off, heading into space. But it'll be very boring, especially as it will take five to six hours. Well, you can bring a book and read it maybe upside down on the ceiling. It would be really interesting, and maybe even a little bit funny, to look out of your spaceship window and then see the Earth coming like a small dot. And so small, you can pick it up and put it in your pocket. Hazel, um, I'm sorry, took a few things that were Emirati. What would you take, Rose? I would take some water. I would take some food that does not float around. And I would take my house if I could and fit it on top of the International Space Station. I would take some pictures of me and my family. <laughs> if you would have to leave something behind in space, so aliens can find out something about you, maybe something that's not too precious, what would you leave? I would leave some food with a person note saying, this is from your very nice friend Zara, so that they'll know that I'm very kind. I might leave some old clothes and leave a note as well. This was from Rose when she was seven years old. And a small picture of me, maybe. Another big story of this week was about Donald Trump, who is President of the United States of America. People are saying he has behaved badly, and in a way, president shouldn't. And as a result, the US Democratic Party has launched an investigation into whether he should be impeached, which is like a kind of trial. And that means if President Trump were found guilty of behaving badly, he might not be able to continue being president. So, what exactly has President Trump done? It is very complicated, but he is being accused of pressuring a foreign country to say nasty things about one of his political rivals, Joe Biden. The story came out after a whistleblower, which means someone who speaks up about someone else who may be doing something wrong, revealed details of a phone call that had taken place between President Trump and the President of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky. Nobody knows exactly what the whistleblower disclosed, but it has been reported that Mr Trump threatened to stop giving military aid to Ukraine unless Mr. Zelensky agreed to investigate allegations of corruption against Mr. Trump's leading political rival Joe Biden and his son Hunter. Mr. Biden is in the lead for the US Democratic Party nomination to compete against the Republican Mr. Trump next year in the next presidential race. So this is a very important issue and may affect who becomes the next president of the US. Members of the Democratic Party say the phone call is proof that Mr. Mr. Trump brought pressure on a foreign power for personal gain which should not be appropriate behaviour. So, what has President Trump said about all this? Mr. Trump has admitted discussing Joe Biden with Mr. Zelensky when they were on the phone. He confirmed that military aid to Ukraine has been withheld, but he said he had done this to try and pressure European nations to increase the help they gave to Ukraine. He said that he had not put pressure on the Ukrainian president to Investigate Mr. Biden. A rough transcript of the phone call has now been made public, but it is still not really clear what went on. Impeachment is very serious and very rare too. Two presidents have been impeached in U.S. history Andrew Johnson in 1868 and Bill Clinton in 1998. But although both faced a trial in the Senate, which is a bit like the House of Lords in the U.K., neither were removed from their jobs. Richard Nixon resigned in August 1974 before he could be impeached. On Tuesday, Nancy Pelosi, the Democratic Speaker of the House, announced a formal impeachment inquiry and a group of judges will then decide if there is a good reason for impeachment. Gosh, we will have to wait and see what happens, won't we? I had no idea politics was so exciting. And the u k has had an eventful week too for politics. Did you know, Zara, that the supreme court decided that the prorogation of parliament was unlawful? Lady Hale, president of the Supreme Court, said on Tuesday that Boris Johnson's decision to prorogue parliament had the effect of stopping Parliament carrying out its normal duties, and the judges could find no justification for why it had been done. So all members of Parliament were called back on Wednesday, and since then they have been having lots of arguments about what happened and what is going to happen about Brexit. Would you like to be a politician one day, Zara? I would like to be a politician, because look how much fun it would be just to argue about actual life that is happening. What if you could be the Prime Minister? (gasps) That would be a very great honour. What do you think, Coroz? Uh-uh, because if you make a mistake, by accident, the whole country or world, if you're the Prime Minister of a real big country, would will know about it. And that wouldn't be a good thing for you, there's a lot of responsibility, That's and maybe you're just saying. not, and maybe you're just not up to it then. <gasps> if you were the prime Minister, then I think it is right for people to know about your public life. Because you have such a huge responsibility. If you made, like, a really bad mistake, a wrong decision in a debate, for example, by accident even, they would maybe make you resign, like Theresa May. To resign? What about the royal family, Rose? Do they have an easy job of living in the public eye? It's kind of a difficult job. kind of easy because all you do is sit there in a chair and be relaxed. But you also have to do duty, like go to ceremonial stuff. I think it's in the middle because it's not that hard just waving your hand out everywhere. Is it, Rose? Yes, because your hand will get tired. But basically, you just wave your hand everywhere, travel the world, that is quite fun. Go to some kind of royal meetings, drink tea, say yes to everything, Not everything. and then you're done. Speaking of travelling the world, last week the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, or Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, as they are better known, arrived in Africa along with their baby son Archie for their first official overseas tour. The family were in Africa for 10 days. When they arrived in South Africa, Prince Harry and Meghan visited a township in Cape Town where they saw a workshop that helps local children and families. They also met Archbishop Desmond Tutu, a well-known cleric and Nobel Prize winner. Then the Duchess of Sussex stayed in South Africa with baby Archie who is now four months old, while the Duke of Sussex travelled around to visit South Africa, Angola, Malawi and Botswana. The couple are raising awareness of a number of charities whilst they are there, including a campaign against landmines in Angola started by Prince Harry's mother, Diana, Princess of Wales, who died when he was 12 years old. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex are expected to return to the UK on Wednesday 2nd of October and reportedly committed to flying using commercial planes for their tour after they face criticism for their use of private jets for their summer. Home. Speaking of travel, this week the travel company Thomas Cook went into administration. This means that the company is unable to pay its debts and it therefore had to stop trading. The company has a lot of debt, over £1.7 billion. Thomas Cook's collapse means that there are 22,000 jobs at risk around the world. People who were on holiday have also been affected. At the time that Thomas Cook's collapse was announced, there were over 155,000 British tourists who were on their holidays with Thomas Cook and they all had to be flown home. It was also bad news for people who had booked their holidays with Thomas Cook as those bookings will now be cancelled and families are worried about getting their money back. Some families might get their money back because they have travel insurance and some, that is those who have bought a package holiday, may be able to get their money back through a government scheme called ATL, which stands for the Air Travel Organisers Licence Scheme. Thomas Cook was founded in 1841 by the businessman Thomas Cook. It organised railway outings for members, 178 years later, it had grown into a global travel group with 19 million customers and 22,000 staff operating in 16 countries. However, times have changed a lot, which has meant that the company was not as successful as it once had been. People do not go to travel agents much anymore. They prefer to book their holidays themselves online. In fact, According to the travel agent trade body Abta, only one in seven people now pop into a high street travel agency to buy a holiday. This means that the high street agencies are not making a lot of money and it was costing Thomas Cook to keep them open. <coughs> now for our last story this week. The 2019 Climate Action Summit was held at the United Nations headquarters in New York. Earlier this week, on the 23rd of September, leaders from all over the world came together to discuss how they can reduce the effects of climate change. More than 60 countries announced that they were working on plans to reduce greenhouse gas to nearly zero and that they would be boosting their efforts on climate change. The UK said that it will double the amount of money it is spending on fighting climate change to £11.6 billion for the five-year period from, from 2020 to 2025. Greece said they would ban single-use plastics by 2021 and phase out use of the dirtiest coal by 2028. And Pakistan, which has planted a billion trees in the last five years, promised to add £10 billion in the next five A lot of the news coverage of the 2019 summit has been about Greta Thunberg who told world leaders at the summit that they had stolen her dreams and her childhood with empty words. She said that it was wrong for her to be at the summit as she should be at school on the other side of the ocean and she urged world leaders to act urgently. Some people clearly did not like the fact that Greta held adults to account so forcefully. And some newspapers have suggested that Greta is being manipulated by the adults in her team who are hungry for fame. Some people have even said that they have concerns about Greta's mental health. Greta, however, has no plans to stop campaigning anytime soon. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.